Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-host, the pet expert himself, Mr. Rick Pruce. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee. Well, Rick, I know you would never imagine it because in your world, I'm sure time just creeps along so slowly. But believe it or not, Rick, if you look at your calendar, for six years, we've been doing this crazy show. And with today's show, we kick off year number seven. How great is that? <laughs> well, hopefully seven's a lucky number, okay? Well, they say in the Bible, they say in the Bible, if you're a slave after your seventh year, you're set free. Wow. So I guess I've got a year left if I consider this slavery. <laughs> but I got to tell you, if it is slavery, it's been slavery of love because I got to tell you, I've learned so much and had so much fun doing this show uh, because what can be better than talking about pets every single weekend? And that's the pleasure that we've had to do. Yeah. How fortunate are we? I mean, we literally are very, very fortunate. I mean, I could be sitting on the radio talking about anything else, and I don't think I would have even a quarter of the interest or, or capability, I guess, but interest, because this is really what interests me, and I know it. it it's I'm not the one that started this whole thing, Lee. You are. Well, and and to be candid, I didn't necessarily know what the heck I was starting, but <laughs> as a result of it, I find myself much more informed and, frankly, much more appreciative of the value of animals and the impacts that they have on the lives of human beings. And I'm the first to say that. I don't know how life would be the same without uh, animals, but at the same time, an important distinction leads to this week's show, which is that as important as animals are, I just can't think that they're more important than human beings, but I don't think I'm the only one who thinks that way because our guest today that we're having on, Hector Hernandez from First Class Dog Training here in the Lansing area, has had numerous people threaten his life because of some training and some recommendations he's made about newborn children and animals. And that, to me, is kind of crazy. Well, certainly the risk, uh, uh, anytime on the internet, there's somebody that's, you know, threatening anybody under any circumstance. It's ridiculous. And in this situation, you know, I think he's being chastised for being for erring on the side of caution and we'll get more into that in detail but it involves just you know how safe are is a child around a particular dog that might be showing some predisposition to issues that should be addressed and i think that's important well, I think it's really important because uh, I know you've had some experiences with dogs and uh, you just never know what you're going to get. But there are signs that you can look for and that experts can easily see. Uh, talk about your incident. Well, mine is almost the equal and opposite. This is actually where a dog was like being very, very protectious of a very innocent, unable to defend itself 
child in that, um, you know, the dogs, I was in the dog's home. It was a tri-level house and the baby, which was only six months of age, was on the middle level. The father of the child was on the third level. And I was coming up from the bottom level of the house on the first floor, or in you know, the very basement floor, so to speak. And coming up that steps, you know, that dog thought I was threatening their young child. And it came down the stairs, and by the time I left, I was both limping and bleeding, and uh, my pants were torn. Uh, luckily, it stopped at that. The owner was, like, right around the corner. That being said, when I was talking to our guest... His specific statement is that, hey, that's two sides of a, of a similar coin. There's either protection or there's attack associated with these young infants. And what he's trying to do is develop some way of, like, knowing that this is a problem so that you, as the owner of that dog, can be responsible and take responsible steps. So I'll be curious to see what our guest has to say about this, because I think it's a very, very, very important topic. Well, there's no doubt about it, and he really is the expert on it. So that's what we're going to talk about this week on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on more compelling talk radio, 1320 WILS. Now, here's Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen, a couple of guys that can only hope to be house friends. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And, Rick, we have with us in the studio someone we haven't seen for quite a while, but he is a returning guest. We have Hector Hernandez, who is the owner of First Class Dog Training. And in addition to dog training, uh, Hector also worked with people about dog encounters. Welcome back to the show, Hector. Thank you. Hey, it's our pleasure. It's been a long time since we've had a chance to chat with you. The reason I thought of chatting with you was because of a Facebook post that I saw you put up onto Facebook. And lo and behold, you were talking about a situation that Rick and I have really never talked about, which is what do you do with your pets when you have a newborn child? introduced into the family and you had some interesting experiences uh with this whole thing why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about kind of what happened and where that whole thing came about sure it started um i started doing a lot of research in june of 2014 because of a michigan death that a newborn endured and ever since then i've been really focusing on how do you predict it happening. Mm -hmm. I don't want to test it afterwards. It's too late. My job as a trainer is to foresee the problem. So I developed a test to try to figure out if a dog would be dangerous to a newborn, just a newborn. Mm -hmm. And the test involved me using a baby doll because I refuse to use a living being. And inside the baby doll, I put a, um, it's a machine that sends out distress sounds. And, and then I watched the dog's body language. I've done it four times. Uh, I videoed it twice. One owner did not want it public, so I have that on file. But the one yesterday that I filmed, it's, the owner was fine sharing that information. Mm-hmm. This is my dog's purpose in life. I want to share it. And um, it was pretty traumatic. Um, the dog was fine without the baby making noise. It was there. It was hidden around a blanket. And as soon as I hit that button, which would simulate the baby crying, 
Mm-hmm. The dog went into the crib, grabbed it by the neck, and shook it, and shook it, and shook it. Now, there's no way. If I would have used a real dog, a real baby, it would have been over. Yeah. It would be criminal. Yeah. So just mimicking the distress sounds of a baby triggered this dog's behavior to want to stop it and kill it. Now, why? A, all animals make distress sounds right before they die. Anybody heard a rabbit die right before he dies or a squirrel? Huge distress sounds. If you parallel it over to how a baby sounds when he's crying, mm-hmm. it is very similar. Right. Very similar. So that's what triggered this dog. And that's what triggered other dogs in the past that I tested. Now, in some scenarios, did you find uh, maybe an equal and opposite reaction? I mean, how many yeah. dogs, you know, what's the, what's the uh, you know, range and domain on this whole experiment? You know, well, what, are we, what are we working at with here? Are there dogs, what would be a normal response for a dog for which you would not be concerned? Because we know there's a lot of dogs that have raised up with young children, Correct. infants, and have never done that, of course. Correct. A large percentage of them have done it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so what, What? Ha, give me an idea, kind of the test case. Well, the test case is all I see is bad dogs. Nobody calls me and says, Hector, I got a good dog. Can you <laughs> yeah, train it? I get <laughs> so my test is all bad dogs. When yeah. I see a dog that shows body language that could, even if the owner doesn't tell me, yeah. I still have the responsibility. What, 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 what do you mean by body it. language? Uh, go ahead and give me an idea. You're saying that a dog has body language. Yeah, what are you seeing? The, and sometimes it's subjective based on your experience. So yeah. what I do is I like to make video of body language so people understand it. But dangerous body language is direct eye contact that becomes tunnel vision and body stiff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have to look at nervous body language when you mm-hmm. deal with distress sounds. Why are they nervous? Because they want to kill something. Mm-hmm. So you have nervous behavior, which would be teeth chattering, dogs pacing back and forth, higher heart rate. And mm-hmm. just before they bite, they almost stop breathing. They hold their breath in, which would be a predatory, right? And then they go for the mm-hmm. kill. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this pit bull exhibited. Okay. All right. And so that helps clarify a little bit, I think, you know, because... I have a dog that's a little Pomeranian, and I give him the little toy, and he loves to shake it back and forth, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty darn sure he would never necessarily cause trouble and right. and does not show some of those signs that you're talking about. Well, none of those signs that you're talking about, but he still likes to grab and, and shake back and forth. Mm-hmm. Just differentiate those two. So you look for response and reaction. The reaction of it is he can care less that the baby's crying or anything. Mm-hmm. The response to it, if he went in and just grabbed it, mm-hmm. that's what I'm concerned about. But I have to read the body language before it even happens. Right. That's why it's important to know body language. One of the first things I teach people, even if they want to train dogs, I say, what does a normal dog look like? They, they can't even tell me that. Yeah. And I have to start right from scratch with that. Um, and it doesn't matter what breed. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't judge any breed. I assess each breed, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what anybody says about their dog. I look at their dog and I assess it based on my experience. With right, dogs. right. It just happens to be, and and that's how stereotypes are made: is that certain breeds are going to have a higher propensity for particular behaviors 
than other breeds. Fair Be- enough. One reason is because they're a victim of their popularity. Mm-hmm. And, and the other reason is because... You're referring to like maybe pit bulls. Right. American Stafford Terriers, pit bulls, or anything like that. They've been a victim yeah. of their popularity forever. Yeah. 40 years, I can remember. So you're going to see more chances of them in those incidents because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. But the, the, uh, the dog who uh, killed the kid in Michigan in 2014 was not a pit bull. It was a Catalua... It was shepherd or dog, a hound, um, but that's what that was. Mm-hmm. So we, if they would assume that it was fine, they would right. be in trouble. It, yeah, more harm done by assuming that your dog, because it doesn't meet the description, doesn't have the name on its its shoulder, right. you know, is going to be safe when it may not be. So repeat again those uh, those signs that you saw. Yep. Dangerous in- body language is direct eye contact that becomes tunnel vision and body stiff. And then, and most likely when you hear a sound, the dog becomes nervous, mm-hmm. okay, which is the teeth chattering. Not in all case. I'm giving you kind of like a whole general ground general. Pacing back and forth, higher heart rate in uh-huh. the dog. So he hears the baby crying. <laughs> they start almost like panicking. And then mm-hmm. right before they bite, they stop breathing. <gasps> and then they bite. Mm. And those are the th- and that's what... And, it, and have you seen this, uh, I imagine, with the world of video right now? Have you seen this on actual cases where they're, because I've seen, you know, there's videos out yeah. there everywhere. Yeah. And there's nothing that is escapes the eye of the the, the camera. Not Can anymore. You see, have you seen that I, time I, and time again on those that you've witnessed, like, hey, this is the video of this incident? Yes. What, what happens is during my dog encounters seminar, I give videos on what it's called preparing, um, uh, Potentially threatening body language. Mm -hmm. And in that potentially threatening body language, it's almost the same thing with adults. Mm -hmm. Right before the dog bites you, he holds his breath in, he looks away, and then he looks back and bites you. I mean, so I have video to support that. And it helps people to have video. And I got a lot of video. And I put myself in those situations when I test dogs. So people say, Hector, you provoke the dog. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to provoke the dog to determine what its reaction is going to be if someone else provokes it, like a child, for sure, somebody with dementia, or somebody just who doesn't know. Yeah, and and I want to regress just a short bit. You and I chatted before the show. Uh, talk a little bit about, and and I I think this lends to credibility. I mm-hmm. guess uh, talk a little bit about uh, your task associated with like mail carriers like like your your job somebody's actually right. paying you because you're you're seeing substantial dividends in what you're teaching correct ma- mail carriers correct it, yes um i've done i did over 150 seminars around the country last year 14 different states the bite ratio has gone down a tremendous amount in areas okay. but this is why because i make videos of dogs attacking me with no equipment on and I teach them, this is how you do it. Anybody who tells you any different, I want them to show you a video of what they're doing with a dangerous dog. Yeah, yeah. And I also do it with dogs who are potentially threatening. The difference with them is I do wear gloves and I do have them on a leash. Mm-hmm. It's lower my injury, it still hurts. But it's nice to see it on video, mm-hmm. frame from frame, and understanding it. And people who've gone to my seminars, they completely understand it afterwards. Because sometimes when you say a word, it could be subjective. Well, we are listening to radio. We don't see a a camera in front of you right now. But I will attest to the fact that 
He did not limp as he came in here, Lee. Um, he has he has all four appendages. Right. So whatever his approach and a, uh, technique is, I don't see too much in the way of scars. Although he is pulling his uh, sleeves up and showing me a few little marks here and there. Well, but part but part of the whole thing that and and it's funny, Rick, because when we talk about the sound that attracts these animals, some of the problem are products that you sell at your store because. Most dog toys, if you think about them, they are designed to squeak or to squeal. And when I've asked in the past, why do they do that? I've been told because that simulates the sound that an animal makes when it's being well, killed. And well, so we're teaching dogs. I would, I would, I would want to maybe put a little cautionary note there. And the cautionary note is when my dog does that, I don't see the stiffening up, and I don't see the stopping breathing and then tacking into it right. and those type of things. I'm not saying that it isn't good conversation here. I'm just... I'm just a little hesitant and like throwing all this. Well, I'm not. Out bla- there. I'm not blaming you, but what I'm suggesting <laughs> is that to some degree, these animals are just doing what it is that. Well, they it lends to their natural instinct, do. no doubt about exactly. that. Exactly. The the, 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 um, the difference is is that when I was developing this test, I use squeaky toys, and there's no reaction. Yeah. They they can differentiate from the two. Right. And and they can differentiate from a doll and a newborn too. But I'd be damned if I use a newborn. Right. But right. they can differentiate between a squeaky noise. That I know. And yeah. this is why led me to use that mechanical thing that sends out distress sounds. There's different sounds that it makes. Distress rabbit, distress um there's four different animals that it makes. And it's amazing the difference that it sounds compared to a baby. It's almost similar. Mm-hmm. Not a squeaky sound. Squeaky sound is just a squeaky. A baby crying and a distressed rabbit, almost similar mm-hmm. to a T. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, how did this get into a little bit of a tailspin? Because uh, when I got the call from Lee, it was kind of like, Rick, we've got to get this on the show because, and there was a reasonably amount of uh, backlash associated with this. What's yes. the backlash? The backlash is that the test was not done fair for the dog because my recommendation was not to use any newborn or kid as a training tool. And based on the reaction that I saw, the dog should be euthanized. Mm-hmm. And we have a percentage of the population who will save any dog no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I love dogs, but you know what? I mm-hmm. love people a little bit more. Yeah, And no. it's my duty to protect people more yeah. than it is dogs. Yeah. So if any of those people who made a complaint or who threatened me, my next response was, do you want this dog? Nobody responded with yes. Right, right. Nobody. Right. But yet they have the ability to question my test. Well, and, uh, and, certainly and, no pregnant mothers probably responded to the affirmative. <laughs> no, exactly. no. Um, but you know, there is people who, who will save it no matter what. But again, I reached out to them. Yes, it's still alive. You can take it. But nobody reached out to it. Okay. So, th- th- again, the Internet is making a lot of courageous mm-hmm. people, but it, not willing to either help. And I had one trainer who actually does use newborns, which I immediately told her, if any injury occurs to any newborn under your care, I will be sure that your prosecutor knows that you're neglect and that was criminal act. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... And you had mentioned, uh, and I think it's worth mentioning, this is uh, somewhat 
kind of new territory in the way of conversation associated yes. with this. Uh, talk a little bit about this. This is not something that for the last 20 years uh, there's been a debate among dog trainers and, right. and, a, and, and a way of kind of differentiating how a dog would deal with this situation. Right. Um, and the reason for that is, and thank goodness, that we don't have a lot of babies getting killed. Right. And thank goodness. Right, right. So, but when people start reaching out to me, because of what I do, then I have to develop something. Right. And, and, and that's why. And you're right. It's not brought it everywhere. But it just, for me, it takes one person to die and for me to really want to do research on it. Well, Especially like- a newborn who's very vulnerable and who expects us to protect it. Well, Lee, take us to the other side of the uh, hour. But I really respect the idea that... that uh, you're at least addressing a problem that could otherwise be avoided. Yeah, and there's no doubt it's it's useful, and we do need to take a quick break. But after the break, we would like to continue the conversation and talk about what are some of the steps that new parents should take to prepare their home for having a new child introduced to an animal. And we'll do that with Hector Hernandez, who is the owner of First Class Dog Training and conducts numerous seminars, has written written books and is a real expert when it comes to the topic of training dogs right here on the mid-michigan pet expert talk show on 1320 wils and 1320 wils.com yeah this is a story of famous dog